Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarsin and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to episode 28 of Soul Food titled I'tikaf. In this episode, we'll talk about having a spiritual refuge. We'll talk about the Prophet ﷺ's heart. And finally, we'll talk about always standing at Allah's door. We're continuing to look at the divine lights of the prophetic way by Imam al-Sha'arani. And one of the acts of worship associated with Ramadan, but which isn't limited to Ramadan, is the i'tikaf, the spiritual retreat. And we talked about this previously and the importance of having stillness in our lives. That we have to have times, especially in Ramadan, especially in the masjid, that we have time away from the world where you can focus on worship and direct your heart to Allah Jalla Jalalu. Now this is done ideally in the masjid. Although women can also dedicate a space at home and make that space at home their place of i'tikaf, their spiritual retreat in the month of Ramadan. And in general, we should have a place at home where we accustom ourselves to sitting before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and directing our hearts to Him, even if it's just five minutes a day. Because the nature of the dunya, the nature of the world, is that it can be very heavy and burdensome. So you need to have a spiritual refuge that lifts your heart. Now, the masjid is the best place. But that doesn't mean you can't do it at home. You can. But it is ideally done in the masjid. And as it relates to Ramadan, that for men they do the spiritual retreat in the masjid and women can do that at home. And Imam al-Sha'arani, he says, people of great fortitude among the righteous cannot have the same presence with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they have in the masjid. They can't have that outside of the masjid. No matter how hard they try, it's not the same. And this is because the masjid is the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and a place of special blessing and that it is sanctified and holy. And the fact that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa encouraged us and that he performed i'tikaf in Ramadan shows us the importance of i'tikaf. He said salawatullahi wa salamu alayhi man i'takafa ashran fi Ramadan that in a hadith narrated by Al-Bayhaqi, whoever goes into spiritual retreat, i'tikaf, for 10 days in Ramadan, it is like he has performed two hajjs and two umrahs. Which is a great and immense reward. This brings us to the next point. The Prophet's heart وسلم, and his awareness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam al-Sha'arani, he says that if the veil 
was removed from the believer's heart, he or she would never prefer anything over sitting before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and directing the heart to Allah. And this was the perpetual state of the beloved Prophet all the time. He said in a hadith, my eyes go to sleep, but my heart never sleeps. Even when he would rest, his heart would be in the presence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, completely directed to Allah. And this is part of the reason why for prophets السلام, even their dreams are part of revelation because they're not separated, they're not in a state of heedlessness, but they're ever present before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when you spend time in i'tikaf, you're striving to have your heart remain before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala resembling the Prophet's heart sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And when you leave the i'tikaf eventually, you leave with a heart that is more attached to Allah. You take a little bit of that spiritual refuge with you outside of the masjid or outside of your i'tikaf. And this brings us to the final point, always standing at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's door. As we mentioned before, if the veil was removed, we would never prefer anything over sitting before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, remembering Allah jalla jalalu, directing our heart and the entirety of our being to Him. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most generous. Allah is the most gentle. Allah is the most loving. He is Al-Kareem. He is Al-Latif. He is Al-Wadud. And He is closer to you than your jugular vein. And even if you're not aware of that, and if we're not aware of that, it's because the heart is still veiled. And i'tikaf is meant to lift that veil gradually, which is why we have to commit ourselves to these acts of worship, the prayer, all of the sunan, i'tikaf, fasting, and really learning about the spiritual dimension of all these things so that we're not just going through the motions, but we know what it is that we are seeking we are seeking nearness to the possessor of the attributes of beauty and majesty and absolute perfection, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And i'tikaf is one of the means by which we remove that veil so that we can accomplish that. One of the great spiritual masters and imams of Islam, Imam al-Haddad, he has a line of poetry in which he says, وَبِوَادِ الْفَضْلِ عَاكِفْ فَأَدِمْ رَبِّ عُقُوفِ That I am in the valley of your grace, speaking to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In the valley of your grace, I perform my i'tikaf. I am in spiritual retreat. So my Lord, make my spiritual retreat here in the valley of your grace, Make my spiritual retreat here permanent. Allow me to never leave. 
And in these lines of poetry, he tells us what it's really all about. Is that we want our hearts to be in the valley of Allah's generosity and his grace and his mercy so that we witness him. Scholars tell a story and it's a similitude. It helps us really understand what it is that we should be seeking and how generous Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is and not to just seek the material things or not to seek even just the rewards of the hereafter, which we want and we ask from Allah, but not to end there, to continue on. They tell the story of a generous king who tells all of his subjects, you can come and ask me for anything you want. So people from all over the land come to the king and his castle and they approach him and they're asking for land and others are asking for wealth. Everyone has a particular thing that they're looking for. And after everyone gets what they've asked for, they all disperse. They all go their separate ways. But there's one person who remains. And this also teaches us that it's often just a small number who really understand this meaning so one person remains and the king says, what is it that you want? Don't you want to ask me for something that I may give you it like everyone else? And then the person says to the king, I want you. I don't want land. I don't want gold. I don't want clothing. I don't want those things. I want you. I want your love. I want your good pleasure. I want nearness to you. When you stand at Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's door, He is too generous to turn you away. And that's what your itikaf is all about. So this brings us to the call to action. The next chance you get, spend 10 minutes in the masjid and just direct your heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Witness that you are in His house. You are standing at his door and that you are asking for your heart to remain there even when you have to go back into the world. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to remove the veils and the obstacles from our path to grant us sincerity and to grant us his love and good pleasure. Ameen ya rabbal alameen wa sallallahu ta'ala ala sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een Thank you for listening to Soul Food. To subscribe to the show, visit soulfood.fm or search for Soul Food in your favorite podcast player. And while you're there, take a minute to leave us a rating and a review. It helps more people discover the show.